Hi, I'm Jay Christian Adams, president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. This is Protecting Your Vote podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Public Interest Legal Foundation is the only nonprofit law firm dedicated exclusively to election integrity, and we're fighting all across the country to protect the process, whether it's winning cases in Delaware, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Texas, Alaska, Louisiana, you name it, we're out there fighting to protect your vote. The election is on us. We're down to the final countdown with the election coming up on Tuesday. And a lot of folks always ask, what is it we should be looking for? What can we do? What would be something that would be bad at the polling place? And so I thought we would do today on this episode of Protecting Your Vote a rundown of the various things that you might see or you ought to be on the lookout for on election day. Now, some of this is going to be myth-busting. And I like to uh, give a hypothetical. Let's suppose you go into the poll, and I'd like you to count along how many crimes occurred in this example. You go to the poll, and you see someone standing there, and they talk to someone who's coming in to vote and said, do you want me to help you vote? And the voter says, yes, please do that. And they go to vote, and the helper walks right into the polls. And they don't even speak in English, by the way. They're speaking in a foreign language like Spanish. And the helper actually marks the ballot in the polling booth for the voter. And then they leave, and they never see each other again. So how many crimes occurred in that hypothetical? One, three, four? Most people are surprised to learn it's none. What you just heard was perfectly legal and protected under federal law. And so I thought we'd spend some time today talking about things to be on the lookout for. So in 2020, uh, you had all kinds of chaos. The ballots were being thrown into the mail all around the country in places like Nevada. So one of the things to be on the lookout for regarding the election is if you're getting ballots sent to your house for somebody else. So that isn't entirely implausible because someone may have lived in your apartment. Someone may have died. If you're getting ballots sent to you in states that have mail voting like Nevada uh, and others, please call the election office, take the ballot in, tell them that this person doesn't live there anymore, that only you do. That's one of the things to be on the lookout for. Now, in the hypothetical that I just described, it is important to know under the federal law that you are allowed to have assistance at the polling place. It doesn't need to be somebody you know. They could have walked up to you on the street. They could have been your parent. They could be your child. An eight-year-old could help you vote. And you have a right under Section 208 of the Voting Rights Act, a federal law passed in 1965, to have anybody help you vote if you have some kind of disability, except there's two people that cannot help you. One, your employer. Two, your union representative. Those are the only two people under federal law who cannot help you. Now, how far can that help extend? It can extend, just as in our hypothetical, right into the polling place, right into the booth, right into check-in throughout the entire process. The assist store can mark the ballot under federal law. That is a right under federal law that an assister can mark the ballot for a voter. So don't be alarmed if you see that happening. What you should be alarmed about is if it seems to be happening against the will of the voter. For example, a voter might say, vote for A, 
and they mark B. That's a problem. That would violate federal law. You don't have a blanket right for the assister to vote for whomever they want. They're supposed to represent the wishes of the voter. Now, what else to look for? Let's talk about foreign languages. Under the Voting Rights Act, Section 2 and Section 203 of the Voting Rights Act, voters have a right to have election materials in their own language if they cannot speak English. Now, I know that will shock many, many people, but it's also the federal law that there is a right to minority language assistance. And folks will say, well, I thought you had to speak English to become a citizen. Okay, but voting is a different thing. Now, I'm not saying that's good or right, but that's just what it is. And you have a right to have a foreign language, minority language, election materials in Spanish, for example, uh, in, in the um, Chinese and Mandarin, uh, and a variety of other languages under federal law. Even the Navajo Indian reservations, Arizona has to produce election materials in Navajo, which is not easy to do because it's not a written language. And so, uh, for example, the Justice Department, when I was at the United States Department of Justice, reached a settlement with Arizona to have, for example, Navajo, uh, the Republican candidate is like an elephant nose, and they would come up with different pictures to to represent Navajo. Um, so understand under Section 203 of the Voting Rights Act, just because you hear someone speaking in a foreign language does not mean anything is illegal happening. In fact, it's usually federally protected. All right. Now, states vary a lot in how close you can get to the polls. In some states like Virginia, only the voters are allowed in. In some states like Mississippi uh, and Michigan, the general public is generally allowed in to watch the election if you meet certain criteria. So it varies from state to state. But Everybody has a right not to be intimidated, not to have the new Black Panthers out front with nightsticks, not to have people with weapons uh, discouraging you from voting, not to have people taking photographs of cars in the parking lot. Don't be a knucklehead. If you want to take pictures of voters' cars, you're probably going to be introduced to the FBI. On the other hand, if someone's taking a picture of your car when you go to vote, that might implicate Section 11B of the Voting Rights Act. You can't roam around parking lots taking photographs of people's cars without possibly implicating federal law and the right to people vote free from intimidation by third parties. So if you see somebody doing that, Alert the election official in charge. Alert the person in the precinct who is responsible for that precinct. There's somebody out taking photographs of all the license plates in the parking lot or, or menacing people who are going to vote. So those are some of the things that you should be looking out for. I'm going to tell you the most important thing. In states where you cast a paper ballot that you feed into the scanner, Make sure when you feed it into the scanner that the scanner confirms that your vote was counted. It's one thing to cast a vote. It's another thing to count a vote. And so it is very important to make sure that before you leave that precinct, before you leave that polling place, your vote registers as actually being cast. So there you have it. These are the things to look out for on Election Day and some of the things you shouldn't be looking out for because they're rights under federal law. So 
Have a good election. Go vote. Vote in person. Get there. Cast your ballot. Have your voice be heard. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. We fight for election integrity and to protect your vote. If you'd like more information about the Public Interest Legal Foundation, publicinterestlegal.org. Till next time, take care.